This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. It's the battle of the chicken wing. The line in the sand has been drawn. It's time to pick a side. Today we ask the question, which is better, drums or flats? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we are discussing whether drums or drumettes, as they are technically named, are better than flats or wingettes, <laughs> as they are technically named... <laughs> Nicole, what do you think? I'm a diehard flats girl. Always have been, always will be. Liking flats only is not a personality. It is. That's what I'll say. No, it's, it's my not. Personality. It's, it's like the person who views their Starbucks order as a personality when they're like, I get a chai latte with three pumps of vanilla. And then what you have to do is you ask them for a little splash <laughs> of the hibiscus tea because then you get. No, no, no. The, everyone who has an opinion on drums versus flats mm-hmm. seems to take flats. And I do agree that they offer a much different experience. They offer a different experience across the whole chicken than a dramet ever could. Sure. Which is why I lobby for the humble dramet. I lobby for the humble dramet. It is easier to eat. I think it offers easier? a bridge. The dramet is easier to eat. Oh, okay. How do you eat a flat? I, I hold it with two fingies and yeah. I go... And then, <laughs> do you really? And then uh, I I'm a bone sucker, so like I I like bite the top of the bone and I chew on it, and then I suck out the the center of the bone. My plate is clean, like you cannot see one trace of chicken on my bones ever. If you were a professional wrestler, you'd just be called the bone sucker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna suck your bones. <laughs> my mom would be very proud of that. My mom, I used to watch my mom eat like chicken, and she would just like gnaw on the bone, and I was like, you're a monster. But now I do the same thing because. It's good. Do you eat all the cartilage off the flat? Off the flat, yes, but I can't off the drumette. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. There's the one Ugh. little sticky muscular the tissue, the nub on the drumette. That's my favorite part of the drumette. That's your favorite. I can't yeah, yeah. get through it. No, That's no, no, why no. it's harder to eat for you. You got to clamp down with your teeth like a vise, and, and then I you got to rip it apart. But I always do, and it's still it's not enjoyable. I can't swallow that little nub. I think to me, there is an air of entitlement. Around and I am dead serious. There's an air of entitlement around the flats lovers. Okay. Because so many people now, wing restaurants have caught on to this, right? Where people seem to much prefer flats to drums, mm-hmm. and so they have started offering a surcharge for all flats if you try and order them. Yeah. And there's no reason that they offer. Or they don't have a reason to offer a surcharge for all drums because no one seems to want that, right? Yeah. There's a lot of diehard flats people, and people are like it's the same part of the wing. It's on there. You have them in the back. Why are you charging me extra? It's like because then every a hole would want that, and then it's cutting into their margins because then they're serving people all drums without yeah. recognizing it, and then they're gonna get the negative reviews on Yelp. So no, like I think when <laughs> you order wings, you engage in a social contract. You enter into that. You're signing your name on the dotted line that you must respect and eat both equally but I have been pushed so far by the extremists on the all flat side Mm -hmm. to really respect the drumette and all of its perfection I think you just always root for the underdog and this is what's happening right now it's true you just love the underdog and you and you like to raise the underdog up to a higher frequency which I think is whack it sucks (laughs) it's less enjoyable I'll still eat it like if I get you know go to Buffalo Wild Wings and I get wings I'll eat both of the wings but I prefer to always you know eat the flats and I'll leave the drum for someone else 
You see what I'm saying? We, we've talked about this a lot, our, yeah. our kind of definitions of love, right? Yes. Like we've talked about love languages <laughs> yeah, and all that. Sure. But we've talked about our definitions of love. And, and I mean, y- you should elaborate on what you think that is because this was really beautiful to me when you explained it, what the what our soulmate is. Yeah, it's so I've talked about this in multiple facets, but with chicken wings, it's you should be with someone who's a little bit different than you always because if I love flats and my partner loves drums, then our plate will always be clean. That's true. However, I also believe that so much of love is sacrificial, right? Don DeLillo called it the the burden of pleasure, right? Yeah. To be to be able to sacrifice for your partner is the truest sort of pleasure that you can get in a relationship, in my opinion. No. So if someone... <laughs> I'm nah, the opposite. The bone sucker is selfish. I'm the opposite. <laughs> Give me all the love. So I'm, I'm saying like the ability to take... If someone, you know, if I say don't enjoy drums as much as my partner is uh-huh. enjoying flats, I will happily take that drum as a gesture of supplication to tell you, like, when it comes down to something more serious in life, I will be the one to take this burden. So I don't think it has to be this equal split of, like, one likes this thing so they don't have to sacrifice for the other person. To me, it's, like, that ability to sacrifice, that, you know, putting the burden of pleasure on the other person, then that is why I believe drumettes are better than flats. Whenever you're dating someone, do you ever give them the first and or the last bite of food? I It's so funny. In... in <laughs> I always offer the last bite of food, uh-huh. but it's actually funny. I've recently star- got, I hate that I'm going to talk about this. Just I've recently started counting my macros. <laughs> Nicole has heard the word macro now 8 million times in the kitchen in I the have. last four days. That's true. But it's really funny because my girlfriend and I started doing it and she is a relatively petite person and I am a relatively large person. <laughs> and, you know, whenever I'll cook dinner for her or we go out to a restaurant, right? It's always we're splitting the food equally sure. and whatnot. And I'll always, always out- offer the last bite. And then we figured out what we really should be eating by the numbers. And it's just like, oh, you should literally be eating three times the amount that I am. Who? That's just literally me and Julia. What do you mean three times the like amount? I, I, like I need three times the calories that Julia needs. Roughly three times. Oh, like okay. Two got, and it, a half. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I thought so like, you needed three times more than what you were currently eating. I'm no, like, no, no, that's no. crazy. Like, than her. So I'm like, so yeah. when we go to a restaurant, I should literally be splitting this dish. <laughs> And then I should also, of course, be paying for Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we're not the couple who, like, keeps a tab of, you know, who owes who never, what Never, no, no, never, never. No, but now I'm feeling, like, guilty because I'm, like, I'm a 210-pound human being yeah. who works out a lot. Like, I'm, I'm going to be eating three-quarters of this kebab. Like, I should be paying for three-quarters of it, it's of okay. course. No, yeah. it's okay. Just pay for all of it. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah, um, I, try. I try. My, what about whenever you guys eat wings together? Yeah, so we, we have eaten wings a fair amount. She and I are both, I think maybe it's just because we're both very kind of sacrificial people. Like Mm -hmm. we like to be the person that sort of gives up that burden. We will attack the drumettes first. I know I said I like drumettes more. I I will agree that like flats are, they're almost like objectively better. They are the quintessential wing eating experience. I agree. But again, like I said, the wing is two parts, technically three if you consider the tip. Wing tips are a whole other thing. I love non on the tip. We don't talk about wing tips Never talk about wing tips. Great for stock. Lovely to just non when you fry them. Yeah. But no, when you order a wing, like there are two parts. This is the economics of a chicken. The economics of chicken wings are already so messed up. I know we've talked about it before. Remember boneless versus. Yeah, exactly. Like wings are now more expensive than chicken breast, which is this crazy role reversal. So for me, it's like you you, when you order wings, you need to, you know, at least act like you are enjoying the drums. Like the drums are the stick to get to the carrot that is the flat. And then the carrot is is the thing that you just throw away at the end because I've never taken a single bite of carrot or celery while eating. Not in the last, like, five... I'll do it every, like, five years, 
just to reaffirm that, like, no, I don't like veggie sticks. Oh, my gosh. I love the veggie well, sticks. I, I cut don't, through all I, the spices. <laughs> no, my 32 ounces of Diet Coke cut through all the spices. Oh, no. I, I, like to, I like to have a carrot stick or celery stick. I love to have a nice soft roll, and I dip the roll in ranch dressing like a sponge. Why don't it's a they lovely do that? sponge, Why don't and I they? dip it. Well, they should just put that under wing baskets. What are they doing with parchment paper? They yeah. just need to lay it with bread. Agreed. I have my favorite thing to do <laughs> is I eat the wings, and you've seen me eat, right? It's uh, like um, all the time. To say eating like a pig would be a kind of understatement because pigs at least tend to chew, <laughs> right? I eat like a. It's duck. like a Hoover vac. Yeah, yeah like Hoover. a sort of yeah, like a yeah. A, a, a duck who is being gavaged. <laughs> You know, which is the, the force feeding oh process gosh. for foie gras, except I'm doing it willingly and I'm just shoving my face in there. I get all covered in kinds of stuff. You've seen my face. It's disgusting. Did you say gavage? Gavage. Bone sucker and gavage, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our wrestling We'd be names. the best tag team. Oh, my God. Break out a frying pan and whack the ref <laughs> over the head while you, like, you know, pin the other person. Uh, that'd be great. I don't think I'd do well at wrestling. I have inflexible shoulders and I'm scared of heights. I wouldn't do well at wrestling because I'm a pacifist. And I'd be like, ow. <laughs> Anyways, I love taking the roll uh-huh. and then just smearing it across my face to wipe up all the flavor. Oh, my god! I use the roll as a nap. I use the bread as a napkin <laughs> and then I eat the bread and then you get a lovely edible napkin. And to me, that is the true effort of food conservation. People That's are like, Josh, you don't recycle your cans ever. And I'm like, no, I'm conserving in other ways. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I do recycle my cans. With Persian sometimes. food, with Persian food, we always put a layer of bread underneath the kebab. Oh, what's the what's the word for that? It's called noon. Zira kebabi. Noon zira kebab, which is bread underneath the kebab. And people call that. <laughs> it's like a it's like a term of endearment for like the younger sister. So like if there's an older sister and a younger sister, Aww. she's the bread under the, the kebab. It's like she's the best part. You get it? Okay, whatever. Um, I love chicken wings in particular. I love uh, mango habanero wings. What about you? <laughs> mango habanero. So I, I grew up. I remember the chicken wing boom. I remember when this yeah, happened. It was and crazy. It was crazy. And this is at the time when like chicken wings were cheaper because there simply wasn't as big a demand, right? But I remember there was a wing stop on the walk home from my middle school mm-hmm. and they had a 25 cent wing Wednesday. And I was a very large middle schooler. F- per, per wing. 25 cents per wing. That's how cheap chicken wings were. That's back how- in the day. This what are we talking about? 2005, 2006? Maybe, yeah. You know, and I'm this just 250 pound just oh just beast of a 13 year old <laughs> and I'm like I can suck down me some wings. And so I would literally stop at Wingstop every Wednesday and I would take my allowance and I would just buy as many wings as that like $5 a week allowance. Okay, let's do the math. Me. So you had five dollars. Five dollars. Twenty-five cents a wing for twenty. You would get twenty wings, right? Yeah, that seems to add up to me. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I remember so once I. <laughs> oh there God. is a reason we don't have real jobs. Okay, <laughs> ask our parents why we're not accountants. <laughs> but I remember one time I just went there and straight up got fifty wings. Wow. And I remember I got their Atomic Wingstop Atomic. But I remember this is before Wingstop had the Mango Habanero. Buffalo Wild Wings had mango habanero, and then Buffalo Wild Wings started exploding as a chain, eaten into Wingstop's business, and then Wingstop was like, we got to get on the mango habanero game. So Wingstop copied Buffalo Wild Wings' mango habanero, and I prefer Wingstop to Buffalo Wild Wings, so I have this kind of like internal bias against mango habanero, because I'm like, Wingstop, you're better than that. You had Hawaiian flavor wings, which was already spicy sugar sauce. What was it? Just Hawaiian punch reduced down to a syrup? (laughs) No, but I think I've made that before. I think we should make that. I made Red Bull chicken wings at some point. Oh, that sounds delicious. And by delicious, I mean absolutely disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good, though. The caffeine gets a little bitter when you cook with with Red Bull. Yeah. Um, But other than that, 
It's pretty tasty. Uh, uh, but no, the single best wing in the world to me. Uh, everyone from Buffalo is going to be mad. Uh, people from Buffalo are mad. People from any small yeah. city that have a food that they Chill, rep bro. get mad about literally anything. Uh, uh, the Lehigh Valley cheese steak eating community <laughs> you talk sure got mad. The Rochester uh, garbage uh, plate eating community, they yeah. sure got mad. Everyone from Buffalo, anytime we mention ranch dressings, like, I'm from Buffalo and we only eat it with blue cheese. I will say the <laughs> only people, the only people, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, real high society there, Buffalo. <laughs> Uh, the only people that I'm just getting Bill's Mafia for life. I love watching y'all smash tables. Uh, the only people to me that have been very gracious about their like local food are mini Minneapolisans, Minneapolites are Minneapolites. Minneapolis. We'll call them Minneapolites about the Juicy Lucy. They're just like that looks pretty good. Oh I'd eat that. Oh my gosh, I make a sick Juicy Lucy. Yeah, I think we both make some sick Juicy. I've Lucy's. made some sick Juicy. I make Lucy's. some sick Squirt and Sallies. We got <laughs> Bone Sucker and Gavage making <laughs> Juicy Lucys and Squirt and Sallies over here. <laughs> Um, but how can I convince you to say that flats are the better wing? I, I don't know if there's a way for me to say that flats are the better part of the wing because I feel like I'm so entrenched morally. Okay. To me, this is a moral issue. This is about wing economics to me. And also, I think we are maybe painting a false dichotomy here. But this is a classic debate, right? Like drums are flat. So many different brands use that to, to drum up engagement on social media. I think it's a false dichotomy because the wing is not doesn't need to be separated in two parts. The wing is the wing. Really, you the would wing, be okay just getting a, a whole wing. M- more than okay with getting a whole wing. Uh-huh. I prefer getting the whole wing. Isn't that difficult to eat though? I'm glad they separated. I mean, me. no, but I mean, like the flat's already difficult to eat. You know, like <laughs> would you crack it open? Yes. and eat it. Oh my god, t- okay, getting yeah. a whole wing. So when we when we talk about the whole wing, we're talking about the drum and the flat. They're kind of connected at a ninety degree angle, right? And then yeah. you have an adjacent wing tip. Yes. Right? And the tips are typically thrown off. Like when you're ordering wings from a Buffalo Wild Wings, et cetera, the tips are typically just, you know, kind of lopped off and I'm sure go to nothing or they get like thrown into a processing plant to make gelatin or whatever. Um, But no, there are like Plan Check is uh, a restaurant in LA that to me, they served some of the best wings I'd ever had. They were kind of just like this sweet, spicy, sticky soy glaze on them. Mm -hmm. But they were whole wings and they were fried in like potato starch, Korean style. Oh, And to me, there's nothing more. Yeah. Uh, no, Karagi's Japanese. Sorry. You're thinking of Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, wings are such, um, you know, this experiential food, right? Where it's about getting the sauce on your face yeah, and sucking on the it's bones. It's a messy food, yeah. It's a messy food. And so for me, taking that extra step to sort of just crack open this wing and then you get this little puff of steam. It holds heat better oh. when you fry it whole like that. And then, like, the kind of cartilage isn't just fried super hard. So you get these kind of more supple notes, right? Because you're letting getting less surface area that's fried. So to me, the whole wing is the way to go. And I think that should be this debate. Whole uh, versus cut? If you cut? believe in whole versus cut wings. Because there's no reason that the drum and the flat should be separated, in my opinion. That'd be like if you just started, like, you know, cracking a, a chicken thigh in half and then being like, do you prefer left thigh or right thigh? Like when Twix did the left Twix or right Twix thing? I think that I like them split in halfsies because I can eat them quicker and faster and have a plate full of bones to show my enemies what I can do. <laughs> the bone sucker makes... The bone sucker strikes again! <laughs> she makes a necklace out of the bones that she sucked from her enemies and hangs them around her neck. I would. We're not going to acknowledge the obvious innuendo here, It'd right? It'd be fine. With no, bone sucker, there's no need there's to. No need there's to. no, there's no, no need, need to. to. People are going to take it up anyways. People already call me bone <laughs> Did you know, Josh, that according to Joey Chestnut, he prefers two bone wings. They have less cartilage and can get the meat off easier. 
Did you know? What's a two-bone wing? I don't know. That's what it says in the notes. Oh, it's probably a flat. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ch- chicken wing eating competition is my favorite. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot. So I'm one. I'm a big fan of the IFOCE. That's the International Federation of Competitive Eating. I don't <laughs> like that. I feel they ousted Takara Kobayashi and they kind of blackballed him from getting back into the league. But that's neither here nor there. I think competitive eating is absolutely a sport. I'm a huge fan. But the chicken wing eating competition is one of the most technical to me because like a hot dog you got the whole hot dog you got to eat the whole thing but with the wing eating competition right you're not eating the bones but what they do is they give you this giant pile of chicken wings Mm -hmm. and you just eat as much as you can and then you throw them the bones onto a pile and then they weigh the difference and so to me there's a lot more oral dexterity we got the bone sucker and the oral, oral, de- dexterity. oral dexterity. We're not the Kavaj man anymore. Not You're the, oral, uh, dex- dexterity. oral dexterity and the bone sucker. We're going to suck your bones dexterously. <laughs> uh, but there's like this oral dexterity component to it of how fast can you like rip the meat off. And so Joey Chestnut preferring two wings, like that's from a sports perspective, you know? I, it's like whenever whenever like an athlete is like, I prefer sweet potatoes and normal potatoes. Like, yeah, it's because some trainer told you to do that and said mm-hmm. they were healthier. No, I just, I just, uh, I just think that chicken wings are the best. I just want to eat chicken wings right now. Honestly, this this whole podcast is about this podcast is about me being hungry <laughs> and talking about what we're going to order for lunch. If they served, Ryan says, if they serve whole wings, are they obligated to state so on the menu? Yes. No. Yes. Absolutely not. How? Okay. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to dinner with the girls. Okay? Yes. Me what? and five of the girls. We're gonna get chicken wings. So it's six of us. And then they bring out a plate of wings, and it's four wings. That's not going So work. they say four wings on the menu, right? No. They never specify that they on the menu. They don't specify a number? Well, I think you should always specify how many how many items well, come with the thing. the restaurants I go to sometimes I, don't. This is a... <laughs> I have, I have, though, totally been at a place where I'm eating with, like, four people, and there's... One thing I really hate about restaurants is that the term small plates, share plates, and family style all yeah. mean the same thing. Family style is larger than small plates. Not some places. Well, They'll just be like, we, we do all family style here at this restaurant. And I'll be like, great. Tapas. That means, like, that. yeah, that reminds me of, like, Buca de Beppo, where you go and you just get a giant vat of pasta and it's family style. Boop. I love Buca de Beppo. Buca de Boop Boop. Buca de Boop Boop. I call Boop Boop. Me and my nephew call it Buca de Boop Boop. Zuba Mufu. Zuba Mufu? Zubumafu. Zubumafu. It's I've been calling saying Zubu Mufu the whole time. Is that like a kid's show about animals? <laughs> it's a ringtail lemur. It's a ring t- <laughs> His name was Zabumafu? <laughs> I'm just imagining Samuel L. Jackson saying, Zabumafu! <laughs> Zabumafu! <laughs> I went to a restaurant once and I was like, I ordered the cod fritters, right? <laughs> and I was like, hey, is this going to be enough for four people? And they're like, oh, yeah. And it comes out, and it's just three individual balls of cod fritters. Oh, my gosh. I and I just kind of called the waiter over. I was like, hey, so we asked, you know, he said it would be enough for four people. There's clearly three balls. And they were like, oh, I thought at least one person wouldn't want one. Yeah. And I was like, what about our – how did you psychoanalyze us to decide this? Yeah. Like, I'm not mad. You could just be honest and say it comes with three. Yeah. But you seem to imply – uh, so I feel you on the wings creating a numbers differential. However, we must play the long game in eliminating this false wing dichotomy of drums versus flats <laughs> by solely serving whole wings. <laughs> also, less labor costs. <laughs> the name of our collective wrestling troupe. <laughs>
Full swing dichotomy. Full swing dichotomy. That sounds like a great like uh, like garage rock crust punk band. <laughs> Full swing dichotomy. I would listen Can't to us. Get off for some Oh my god, that ruined me. I'm sorry. I mean, all I can say is that the the flat is is better than the drum in almost every single way. But we can both agree that they're delicious pieces of chicken. Can we agree on that? I think I think there's something to be said. So the enemy right now, and it's not the enemy. I've I've said that I like them, but I you know it's hard to really get the same experience as eating a wing or Mm -hmm. boneless wings, right? I do think that they offer a complete (laughs) chenitel. I I do think that they offer a unique you know, intermediary between popcorn chicken and tenders, and they should be allowed to be called boneless wings. But I think people who want the wing eating experience are shorting themselves. I understand convenience and all that. You just knock them back. They're fun, you know, while watching a game and all that if you really want to concentrate Mm -hmm. on whatever's playing. But to me, I think the drum almost offers this, like, sort of intermediary between the difficulty of eating a flat because you got to twist the bones, you got to break them off, you got to suck it down. The wing is like it's familiar because it's a drummy, right? It's a little drummy. It's like a drumstick. You've eaten a drumstick from the KFC. I hate drumsticks. You know, if you're trying to wean yourself off, this is like the- I despise drumsticks. Why do you despise drumsticks? I will never eat a drumstick if it's offered to me. Never. At all? I'm a thigh. Never. I never eat drumsticks. What happened? To, what did? What did? What bone did you suck that made drumsticks off <laughs> the table? I just don't for like you? drumsticks. I. But you know what? I always do. I steal the little oyster in the back. You know, the little uh, back part. What's on the back of of a drumstick or on? A there's thigh? like a part in the drumstick where like there's like a little hangy bit. I of know like what you're cartilage, about. Yeah, and like yeah. I take that part off and I eat it, but like I don't like just the thought of like going through all of the bone work to get to the meat for a drumstick isn't worth it to me. So I'm a chicken breast and a chicken thigh girl. You know I. I have a solution to all this. Mm-hmm. Chicken wings shouldn't eat them. What? At all. I have found a better a better part of the chicken than the wing that offers you the same experience. What I do, you take a whole chicken thigh, skin on and everything, uh-huh. and then you just cleave it cleanly in half. Okay. And so it becomes, especially if it's a kind of more petite bird, you get this just, like, it's got the handles. If you imagine, you know, the anatomy of a chicken thigh, it's sure. got the bone handles, right? Mm-hmm. And if you cut it, like, clean across that sort of femur bone there, uh-huh. then you kind of get these perfect handles and the perfect amount of meat that's hanging off the bone, but it comes off very cleanly. Also, the best meat on the bird, easily the thigh, right? We can agree on that. Thigh, always. Oh, my God. Chicken thighs are chicken thighs. unbelievable. It's, like, yeah. literally maybe my favorite meat. Mitt Romney's favorite meat is hot dog. My favorite meat is chicken thigh. Yeah. Do you ever hear that quote? I think so. They're like, Mitt Romney, what's your favorite meat? It's a very American answer. Yeah. It was like someone trained in an AI machine learning bot. Exactly. Yeah. Like Americans eat hot dogs. My favorite meat is hot dog. Uh, Mitt Romney is a robot. Mitt Romney is a robot. Yeah. That's something we can all agree on. (laughs) (laughs) Zipamufu. The cleaved in half chicken thigh, fried like a buffalo wing and sauced. That's the the real answer here to the most pleasant wing-esque piece of chicken to eat. I firmly believe that. I think any piece of chicken slathered in buttery... uh, Buffalo sauce is a good piece of chicken. Buffalo sauce can sure save a lot. Oh, I love buffalo sauce. It can sure save a lot. I love buffalo. It's my favorite dipping sauce. Yeah, agreed. So we we recently made um, buffalo ostrich wings. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because it the ostrich, we braised the ostrich wings and then we battered it and then we fried it and doused it in buffalo sauce. But ostrich is such like a red meat that it literally looked like beef. It was gorgeous. And the wings had all this connective tissue that when braised down, it kind of ate like a fried buffaloed pot roast in a it way. It was... Truly, and I'm. This is a no cap situation. It was one of the most delicious things you've ever made, and we've Agreed. made a lot of delicious things. But that ostrich wing was insane. I still think about it to this day. It's yeah. so literally buffalo. It's like a pot roast, 
attached to a bone that you just gnaw and it's covered in this crispy, gorgeous coating and this lemon pepper. Ah, that makes me feel good. That made me think. That made me feel good. What what meats can't be buffaloed? Ah. Right? Do you think people actually enjoy chicken wings as much as they just enjoy like fried meat covered in sauce? Can we open up? Right? It's just fried meat covered in sauce, right? I think so. It's like I have this huge theory about like this sort of Asian fusion taco movement Mm -hmm. that we're seeing across America and we have been since like 2008. And shout out to Roy Choi, who his food is objectively absolutely delicious. So great. Very creative, inventive. Talented. Dude is a hell of a cook. Dude understands the culture of LA and all that. But after Roy Choi came this deluge of people just selling, you know, these quote unquote fusion tacos. And I remember you may have been there in Westwood, uh, Tommy Taco. Sure, the one next to Fat Cells. The one right next to Fat Cells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy Taco. They, I remember they had a Korean barbecue taco. Oh, was and, it good? <laughs> no, no. This is what I'm Tommy. getting at. So, Tom, and Tommy Taco is lovely. Their dream fries are fantastic. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, it's probably not. Uh, but anyways, their Korean taco is literally their carne asada taco with this like goopy teriyaki sauce on it, and then cabbage, <laughs> and that was it. And I remember talking to people and I was like, yo, I had that Korean taco. Like it was, it was kind of bum. And they're like, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> people just like sugar. That's what, yeah, sugar that's what people find out. Sugar meat. People just like sugar meat. Yeah. yeah. And so any sort of like Korean fusion taco, it's not people making like, you know, sundubu or like any like, you know, um, gamja tang Korean no. taco. No, it's just something covered in sweet soy yeah. and spicy. And so I think with, with wings, I think this isn't even like, you know, uh, uh, drums versus flats sort of thing, I think you could just serve anyone any fried meat covered in sauce and they would be as happy as they are. I concur. Well, Bone Sucker, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casserole! <laughs> Zaboomafo <laughs> at Emily Ann 11. Adding soy or fish sauce to a beaten egg and then frying it is the best way to eat an egg. I don't know about best because there's like a lot of great ways to eat an egg, but I will say that adding soy sauce to an egg and scrambling it is freaking delicious. That's something I was doing during quarantine when I was just like bored with my daily eggs. And I started putting soy sauce in there. Really freaking fantastic. Never done fish sauce, but that is that is really interesting. I love this. I think this is a great opinion. I value your opinion. You have good opinions. Yeah, sometimes I like to do soy sauce, a little bit of sesame oil, and some sugar, and then it's kind of like a bootleg tamago yaki. Yum. Yeah. That sounds really mm, good. Tamago yaki is yummy. Okay, tap. Okay, let me just read this. Tap. Uh, I think it's tapir freunde. Okay. I think it literally means friend of tapirs. You know tapir, the animal? It's like related to an anteater? Yeah. Tapir, okay. Tapir friend (laughs) says Nutella and cheese together on a sandwich is nice. Um, No. No. Nutella and cream cheese, great classic Jewish uh, food we used to eat all the time. You used to eat eat Jew Nutella? Jutella? Of course I would. We never grew up eating Nutella. Oh my God, Jutella was like the story of my, I hated it. I to this day I hate Jutella, but I love Nutella. And uh, no, this is not a good mix-up. It sounds gross. It depends what kind of cheese we're talking about. If we're talking about a slice of cheddar, I don't think I'm down. I like what kind? What kind of sliced cream? cheese? No cream cheese. They didn't say Josh, but they're not the talking about cream Even like a cheese. Slice of, no, you know they're not talking about cream cheese right now. I think chocolate and a lot of things doesn't go together as well as people think. Like even like chocolate and bacon, like I do not enjoy. No, I like that. As a combo, it's just, it's never quite been my thing. And a lot of people think it would be my thing. It's like how everyone said that I'd love the show Archer. 
Uh-huh. They're like, oh, Josh, you're you're kind of offensive to the senses, and you know, strong, but you would love Archer. And I I watched the show, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't love this. It's, it's a fine it. show. It's I just, didn't enjoy it either. Yeah, it's, it's just okay. not my thing. Nutella and cheese, not my thing. Yeah. But Tapir Freunde, I hope that is your name, and I'm very. I would like to hear the story behind it. Uh, not my thing. Glad it's your thing. At Vigil Michael, people need to differentiate beef jerky and carne seca. Jerky equals mediocre moist. Seca equals superior. Hmm. I know exactly what they're talking about, and this is never had it. This is a new uh, sort of. This is a new development in the jerky world. Okay, cool. This idea of wet jerkies, right? You buy hmm. so many different jerkies. Crave is the one that I'm Crave thinking of right now. Crave is my favorite. It is freaking delicious, but right, <gasps> oh it's God, like it's it. it's moist. It's so moist. It's almost a juicy jerky. It's juicy jerky. It's pliable. Yeah, but uh, shout out to uh, the dudes from Righteous Felon Beef Jerky. They and I ended up on some weird sponsored Arby's trip when I was like 21 years old. But they're these like craft beef jerky makers. And I remember talking to them and I was like, yo, have you guys had Crave Jerky? I love Crave Jerky. And they're just like, screw Crave, man. (gasps) I was like, why? He's like, they're just literally watering down jerky. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, literally the mark of a good jerky, like the reason jerky exists is Mm -hmm. to preserve, right? Absolutely. The mark of a good jerky should be its dryness. Like if you're just adding salt water to that, then you're paying for that salt water instead of meat. And it's like not preserving it. You're having to add other preservatives to it. And so this idea of these like wet bagged jerkies out there, it's a relatively new thing that the market just demanded. I demanded it because I love a nice tender wet crave. They got that like turkey jerky with the maple and black pepper. You've Mm. seen me stress eat a bag of jerky before. Oh, yeah. More than once. Yeah. So Mm. I I, I understand the love of of carne seca. Carne carne seca is just literally kind of like Mexican beef jerky. I've never Um, had carne seca, but I love beef jerky. So I guess I just got to try it. Well, yesterday in the office, we just to – to get a Postmates order to $15, we uh, got ourselves a snack of Thai-style beef jerky. That was good. Which I've always thought was kind of a funny way to phrase it because it's not beef jerky, right? Like it no. is, it's, you know, kind of like fried hard and a little bit dried, uh, but it's like incredibly flavorful and supple Phenomenal. and you dip it in that little dried chili fish sauce. I just love meat. I love meat. I'm just a carnivorous person. I, what's your favorite animal that to jerk? A uh, Beef. Beef? I'm a beef jerk. Mm. Enjoy- <laughs> I'm a beef jerk woman. I love jerking me some cuttlefish. <laughs> oh, I've jerked cuttlefish before. I just, uh, Korean cuttlefish jerky. When I lived the in Koreatown, one. the CGV is a Korean chain of theaters, and that was the only theater in walking distance from me. Yeah. And I used to like go alone when I didn't have a job. Fun employment at like 11 a.m. and catch a Korean <laughs> matinee and just eat a whole bag of cuttlefish jerky to myself. Korean matinee? Yeah. You would watch Korean movies? Yeah, sometimes. Do they have subtitles? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's they good. American subtitles. There was there was one about the like um I thought it was gonna be like a kind of action feudal warlord movie, mm-hmm. but it was just about the invention of the Korean language. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was okay. That's really cool. It was a little boring. It was like three hours, but I got to eat more cuttlefish jerky. Eco Lilia says tomato <laughs> sandwiches don't count without Duke's mayo. I've been seeing this tomato sandwich with Duke's mayo all over my yeah. feet for some reason. What is going on? Am I missing something? We're missing Duke's mayo. That, Dude. We have to, we have to, get, where's, what is Trevor doing right now? Cleaning Whatever, out the fryer. He's, he is cleaning out the fryer. After that, and Trevor does a lot more than just clean out the fryer Trevor and order does us a mayonnaise. Lot. He really does a lot. Very valued member of the team. <laughs> he's the um, best. However, someone, uh, get him to order us some dang Duke's okay, mayo because okay, we fine. need to get that in here. Okay. Last time we tried to order Duke's though, it got heated up in the shipping process and it curdled. Really? Yeah, we tried to get Duke's. Was in I here. here when that happened? Mm, I, don't, oh. I think it was before your time. Okay, well, we got to make sure it's a we heat sensitive product. I, I believe you on this uh, Duke's mayo tomato sandwich. Yeah, thing. I really want to try it because I can't stop seeing it on my feed. 
At Shark Kid, in my opinion, eating kiwi with the skin on is the best way to eat it. I literally said to you yesterday, when's the last time you ate a kiwi? And you're like, never. I hate kiwis. I don't enjoy kiwis. I, I, I don't like textures like that. Like to me, the texture of kiwi seeds is like light bulb glass. It's a little dramatic. It's super it. dramatic, but it's it's the same reason that I don't like eating pomegranate seeds, where it just feels like I'm chewing on like sunflower kernels. The, you can spit out the arrolls. Some people do that, but <sighs> I laugh. Arrolls? Yeah, pomegranate arrolls. I never heard that. I laugh at that. Sounds them, like a though. Pokemon. You're a Pokemon. What? Don't take it back. <laughs> no, you're a Pokemon. You're Snorlax. You're Bone Squirtle. Sucking. You look like Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you eat skin on kiwi? No. I ate, not my, even. I ate my banana skin on. <laughs> Do you eat your chicken sandwich with the skin on? The skin on? <laughs> Once I went to Jack in the Box and they left like the wax paper underneath the cheese in the sandwich and I just ate like half of it before noticing. I was just like, I noticed that there was something off, but I was kind of just like, uh, typical Jack in the Box kind of <laughs> off right now. And then I looked at it and I was like, yo, you ate a whole half sheet of wax paper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird poops. Okay. Uh, Cassandra... V. Gonzalez says raisins don't belong or belong in cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I don't I don't like that either. People do that? I guess. Oh. I mean, it's like, you, do you ever have bread pudding with raisins in it? Yeah. I love bread pudding with too. raisins. But I that's because it's, it's, like it's like an old man dessert and raisins yeah. are an old man food. And I'm an old man. Cinnamon rolls are for the youth. <laughs> it's for the Gen Z. It's you know for the what Zoomers. It is? I think that the, the raisins don't hydrate enough in cinnamon rolls. Uh. And people don't typically soak their raisins. A really, really good tip whenever you're cooking is to soak your dry, dried fruit in like a little bit of hot water or a brandy. And it makes it really, really more enjoyable. So if you soak your raisins in a little bit of brandy or hot water before you put it in your cinnamon roll dough sure that's fine but just throwing in a handful of raisins is not gonna it's not good yeah to me at that point it kind of becomes less less of a cinnamon roll more of like a breakfast bun yeah right Eh. which is fine yeah which is fine dude i made these dankity dank rolls Uh because they weren't cinnamon rolls but it was like cinnamon roll style dough what was in the middle all that so i took a bunch of uh fresh mint and basil Okay. And I like I chopped it really fine and then i made a paste using sugar as an abrasive okay abrasive uh, with lemon zest. So it was okay. mint, basil, lemon zest with the sugar rolled up and baked in these little rolls. And they were so freaking good. Wow. Yeah, did I think. The, did the fresh uh, herbs uh, turn brown at all? Oxidized? No, they didn't. I thought they would, but they didn't. I think I think there's enough like acid in the lemon zest. Wow. Just like enough of that citrusness to like actually keep it fresh. And green. It was great. That's awesome, dude. I love that. Where we got? We got at Wheelie Tasty Gastronomy. Casseroles are grandparents' food. Old, tired, and outdated needs a makeover. I initially was going to push back because I was like, grandparents' food, look, I'm a, I'm a man who likes a nice hearty casserole. But do they need a makeover? Yeah, I think they need a rebrand. And I think there's some people out there who are hitting the casserole rebrand really hard. Shout out to Molly Ye uh, of hot Molly dish. on the Farm. But yeah, she, you know, hot dish. She is from uh, Minnesota, border of Minnesota and North Dakota. And, uh, you know, she reaches into her Chinese and Jewish and Midwest roots to really rebrand some of these casseroles or hot dishes, as yeah. the Minnesotans call them. Hot brown? Is hot that brown? A uh, hot... hot brown's a Kentucky sandwich. Oh, never mind. Okay. It's sorry. an open face sandwich. So sorry. Okay. But anyway, so I, I think we do have people on the front lines making over casseroles, wheelie tasty gastronomy. Uh, you are correct. Yeah. Um, they're definitely old, old grandparent food. Again, I just told you I'm an old man. So uh, I think casseroles are great. But I do agree that Mollier and her uh, hot dish vernacular is doing good for the food world. Okay. Carly Bridget V says mustard is a highly overrated condiment. No, it's not. 
Let me tell you what happened. Your taste buds are going to change in like a few years, okay? <laughs> this is what happened to me. I hated mustard with every fiber of my being. I was like, ugh, who eats that yellow crap? That's disgusting. Ew. And then I had a little bit of Dijon on a, on a hot dog, and I was like, holy cannoli, where have you been all my life, you beautiful condiment? Your taste buds are going to change, Carly. Your body is going through changes yeah, right now. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just your your taste buds are going to mature. They're going to change. It like it ebbs and flows, you know? You taste new things. You start liking new things. You start hating new things. I don't think I'm a mustard stan, and I do think mustard stands are out there. But, like, boy, do I sure enjoy a good mustard. Like, even just oh, yeah. a just golden spicy brown. Uh-huh. Like, the one that you get from the Costco on the Costco hot dogs. Uh-huh. What a lovely mustard. Just a nice German sausage dipped in mustard. Yeah. I think I think mustard is one of those kind of miracle foods that like it's just like a flower, right? It's a seed, yeah. Well, it's like the seed of a mustard flower yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And it then is. you just like grind it and mix it with some stuff. But from that, it has created just thousands of varieties across so many different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I think mustard is kind of like one of those beautiful little miracle foods that pops up everywhere. You yeah, I respect I like. mustard. You know what I love? Russian mustard. What's Russian mustard? Oh my gosh. Is it purple? So, no, no, no. Why would it be purple? <laughs> I don't know. Russian I don't purple. know. I thought of borscht. <laughs> you associate Russia with purple? Yeah, because borscht. <laughs> no, Russian no, no. Russian beets. It's almost exactly like Chinese hot mustard, except it's like a little bit lighter in color. And my dad loves that crap. He just takes a piece of bread and dips it in. And it's like, yeah. <sighs> and like, he, and like, it's so horseradishy. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, he like opens his mouth as he chews it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let the air flow through yeah, yeah, the nasal yeah, cavity. Yeah. And it's so I love it in like in like a little dollop in like a soup. Wow. My mouth just started watering thinking about Philippe's hot mustard. Oh, Philippe I love the original. <gasps> wow. Oh. I haven't been to Philippe's in maybe four years. Yeah, I haven't been since the pandemic started. But yeah. before that, I went recently, and I God, is it good? That oh. is one of those OG restaurants that will hold up. What a cool place. For, and I've I've had it against Coles, against the other places that say they invented yeah. the friendship. Oh my God, Philippe's. There's so much craft and attention and flavor in that sandwich and the hot mustard. Woo! Fire. No, mustard ain't no overrated. At the Sarah Hawk, lemonade that isn't tart is just lemon sugar water. Um, Correct. Well, lemon sugar water is lemonade. Sh- correct. So this is this is a little bit semantically confusing for me, but I will say when Gatorade came out, I know what you mean about just like watered down kind of lemonade that doesn't have that really tart punch. Totally agree. It's kind of booty. But... When Gatorade came out with their organic lemon-lime version. Never have I ever had that. I, so I, I was just very curious because I looked at the ingredients label, like, what the hell are they going to put without all this, you know, like, riboflavin and, and stuff in it? Uh, and it was what when I realized that Gatorade is just salty, watered-down lemonade. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Because, yeah. like, it, it just has, you know, a little bit of sweetener, a little bit of lemon juice or flavor, and then electrolytes are basically just salt. Yes. And so it's just watered-down salty lemonade. And I was like, we've been scammed the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I agree with the statement. Lemonade that isn't tart is just lemon sugar water. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, B-R-O-D-G says, the Taco Bell cinnamon twists are just cinnamon Cheetos. No, they're not. Okay, listen to me. I made <laughs> I made Cheetos from scratch. Holy hell, what a process that was. There's no way on this planet Earth that you can say a cinnamon twist is a Cheeto. Yeah, cinnamon twist is cinnamon Cheeto. Of course it's no, it's not. Josh. Cheetos came out with cinnamon Cheetos, and they were called Sweetos, and they were even a different like shape. They almost looked more I've cinnamon. I've seen twisty. a Sweeto before. Yeah, no. if you eat one, you're just like, oh, this is just bag cinnamon twists. No, yeah, they're just, Josh, they're just no. puffed, puffed grain that's you're fried, covered in cinnamon grain. sugar. It's delicious. I'm a bloated grain right now because I haven't gone bathroom. <laughs> At Ava two three four three, Oreos dipped in orange juice is good. No, this to me is. 
worse than toothpaste and orange juice. I would rather just make a toothpaste orange juice shooter than have that like dark black cocoa flavor uh, with the acidity. To me, that is that's vomit taste. All I want to say is please brush your teeth. That's all <laughs> I want to say about this. This just sounds like like plaque. I know I know people who do that too. Oh, it I sounds like do that. like I can feel the plaque growing on the back of my teeth. Just the acid and the hydrogenated but oils combining in your mouth. I can't. No, that's that's a bridge far for me, and I do some weird stuff with food. Uh, but that said, you know I think what we've really learned here, Nicole, it's live your life, live your truth, share your journey live, with laugh, those. Love. I'll eat, pray, love, I think, was the (laughs) sequel to that, Bridget Jones' Diary 3. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or NHendiZada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pics of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. See you next time. Bone crusher! (laughs) Bone sucker. You don't crush the bones you just suck the bones i'm bone sucker and i'm oral dexter oh i don't like this bit anymore <laughs>